0: Hey audience, welcome to this webinar. Very important topic we are discussing today, is the real estate in the metaverse for real? I don't have all the answers, but I have with me an amazing panel, which is going to help us answer these questions. Let me introduce myself. My name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm based in Dubai. I started the first digital agency in the Middle East back in 1996. So, I'm 26 years in this space. I'm basically a Web 1 guy who got into Web 2. And now I'm on my journey to Web 3. I'm somewhere around Web 2.5, I guess. Unlike a Jack something who's already talking about Web 5, right? So, yeah, so it's interesting times. And uh, before I ask our panelists uh, to introduce uh, themselves, I just wanna talk about why I thought this topic was relevant. There is a lot of talk about the fact that last year, $500 million of sales happened in the metaverse in terms of real estate. It's likely to double this year. Projected growth rate is 31% from here on for the next five, six years. Brands like JP Morgan, PwC, HSBC, Samsung, and so many more, have already started acquiring land in the sandbox, decentralized, et cetera. And what are they planning to do, right? You buy the land and what you build. And uh, the answer is you can practically uh, build anything. It's limited to your imagination. It could be a virtual e-commerce store. It could be a digital art gallery. It could be uh, some educational institution. You could create play to earn games. Totally limited by your imagination. So uh, virtual real estate, in some sense, is like the physical real estate. And before you venture into that, and before you start investing, just a little bit of a disclaimer, you got to do your own due diligence, right? So uh, with that introduction, I'm going to uh, request my panelists uh, to introduce themselves to our audience. And I'm going to start with Thomas. Uh, Thomas, over to you.
1: Hello everyone, Uh, thank you Shana for for inviting me. Uh, My name is Thomas Nasishonyes, I'm a founder and uh, CEO of Crypto House Capital. Uh, Crypto House Capital is investor and developer of virtual real estate. Our focus is on meta-real projects developing in decentralized virtual worlds uh, like the central land and sandbox one of our newest projects is a residential sky uh, skyscraper which is called Skylum. uh Skylum is open for investment uh, as an NFT basis or a PV basis and, and we do to, to launch a drop in a couple of weeks great thank you Thank you Thomas Caroline over
0: to you
2: Thank you, hi everyone. Absolute pleasure to be here. So I'm Caroline Hughes, I'm calling in from sunny London, but change we have beautiful blue skies here. And I am CEO and co-founder of Ties. And Ties is the world's first FinTech metaverse. So it's a virtual life simulator where you design the life you want on our platform, visualizing all of your life goals from leaving school through to retirement, and we show you how to finance it using a mix of traditional finance. So everything that we all understand, savings accounts, loans, mortgages, but also decentralized finance or DeFi and NFTs. So perhaps under Web2, alongside the traditional way of saving to buy a real world apartment using FinTech. Now with Web3, you can also save to buy metaverse real estate. So this conversation is going to be very, very interesting, I think.
0: Thank you, Caroline. Uh, Let's go to Boston, Alex. Hi everyone, I'm Alex
3: Lee, I'm based in Boston. Thank you for inviting me for this great event and time event. Okay, so I'm a CEO and founder of the Tech IPM. The Tech IPM is emerging technology innovation incubating and also a business strategy development company. So I have a 30 years experience in, in high tech industry for every role. And the, particularly, I'm also additionally the New York State attorney and the U.S. patent attorney. So I'm um, involved in the legal matter with the metaverse and other like Web three NFT, and also uh, working for the like uh, intellectual property development in metaverse
0: space. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Nova Your audio. Your audio.
4: Thank you. Yeah, Hi, yeah. I'm Nova Lorraine. I'm the founder of Rain Magazine and Raindrops Drops NFT Art House. I've been in the fashion industry for about 20 years as a haute couture designer and also am a licensed real estate agent. I'm not actively practicing, but I have a love and passion for real estate. So I've bought and sold many homes and have helped lease commercial properties as well. Um, one of my first advisory roles is with the Metagame Hub DAO, which one of their tools is to help you find the most valuable real estate in the metaverse. And um, I have a project called Raindrops, which is launching the Lana Project NFTs. And Lana is a fictional character from a book that I'm writing. And Lana lives in Rain City and Rain City will be a digital world within the metaverse. So the real estate topic on many levels is a very, uh, very much of interest to me. Thank you, Noah. Let's go to Hong
5: Kong. Akina. Hi, everybody. This is Akina Ho. I'm from Hong Kong. I am the uh, head of innovation and digital transformation for the Great Eagle Group. It's a traditional real estate company. So we own the Langham Hotel, the Cordis Hotel, and the Eaton Hotel, in case you don't know who we are. So we are conglomerate. I will do residential and commercial building too. And I'm also on the board of director for Hong Kong PropTech Association. So we deal with a lot of prop tech. So this is a great uh, forum for me, because I have a lot to say.
0: Thank you, okay, now Let's go to Watsal.
6: Hi, hi everyone. Uh, good evening from uh, Delhi in India. Um, thanks, Farad, for inviting me. Uh, pleasure to be with this panel. Um, my background is I'm actually a VC corporate lawyer, and uh, we are currently amidst building a REIT uh, for the metaverse. So I'm the founder of a company we called ReCasa and we're essentially evangelizing uh, ownership for open metaverses through a decentralized and democratized uh, REIT structure that we are creating whereby we will be able to create NFTs which will give you indirect fractional ownership over different open metaverse lands. And eventually the goal is to illustrate with the help of other people in the industry that these lands are also valuable and can be monetized and the monetization from those properties would be circled back as currency to the nft holders so what we're trying to do with rikasa is actually create a, a, an nft project which will be pegged against virtual assets so that's a bit of a summary uh, happy to sort of go deeper as we sort of proceed sure thank you Mr
0: so uh, let's start our proceedings on this topic and i'll go to thomas first to you know put some definitions in place starting with metaverse what is the metaverse where is it now where is it going so uh, thomas your take on that
1: yeah thank you i think this is the the most hard uh, (laughs) topic to explain and and depend where uh from the audience where we they added uh web3 or metaverse knowledge base but the way i'm explaining maybe i will say what, what is not metaverse maybe it's more easier so uh if about metaverse the metaverse uh, i would explain as a, like our universe uh the big bang happened back in 1990s with the uh, with the internet so since then it's it's evolving It's growing bigger and bigger and 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 we're now in a new stage, new era, uh, where we're transforming from Web 2 to Web 3. And hopefully that uh, metaverse, uh, the Web 3 will take it over and all metaverse will be Web 3 based and it will be decentralized and open. Uh, Another thing, would say, like I mentioned, there's no many metaverses, it's just one metaverse. Uh, Meta or Facebook is not building Metaverse. (laughs) It's impossible. Maybe what they're building is galaxy, the most they can do. So that's my take on, on the Metaverse. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Thomas. I want to go to Caroline and talk us through some use cases. What are brands doing in the Metaverse? Where are they acquiring land and what are they planning to do with that?
2: Yeah, so the use cases are really interesting. We're seeing, I think the early ones are ones that we would probably expect. So if you think that the early kind of metaverses tend to be game worlds, you know, that's the first ones that we're kind of seeing that have a lot of traction. And you can, it makes sense, right? Because we're used to virtual worlds in a, in a game, in a video game. And so that's the kind of logical first step of what we're seeing. But where it gets really interesting for me is Effectively, you're buying up parcels of land. So even if it's in, within a game, universe, you're buying up a parcel of land. So effectively, you're buying a little little square of pixels or a little rectangle of pixels with certain coordinates. And I was reading recently that where it comes down to coordinates, people are trying to pay for coordinates that are easy to remember. So something like 50-50, and coordinates is going for like a much higher price because people are like, well, if we're all going to have to be teleporting into various parts of the metaverse, what is the address going to be? How do we get there? Is it going to be that I'm going to go into a metaverse like the Sandbox or into Decentraland and effectively the address that I give, like uh, the equivalent of Google, would be I want to go to 50-50. <laughs> and, and so we're starting to see people kind of coming up with original ways of thinking well how do I choose where in a particular metaverse am I going to buy my pixels by coordinates and then we're obviously starting to see um, metaverses used for outside of gaming things around gambling you know there's a big thing around sort of esports and betting huge entertainment complexes And then effectively, I mean, because the metaverse allows us to do pretty much everything that we would do in the real world, we're going to start seeing a lot more storefronts. So it's really, I think the easiest way for people to think about it is if we had the first evolution, which was the internet, where you could have a website as your storefront, what does the 3D version of that look like and how do we interact with it? How do we move between them? How do we discover them? I think this is where things start to get really interesting.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to go to Alex. Alex, you hold a lot of webinars. I think three three per week. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. uh, what are you hearing in these webinars with respect to real estate? What are the top three conversations in this space?
3: Oh, yeah. So actually, I organize uh, in various topics of the, the metaverse from the innovation, Web3 uh, application and investing and, and also inviting innovator to how they innovating in the metaverse space. So I, uh, by doing that, actually the, I have communicated with a lot of the, the global readers in metaverse. And then I'm looking at the, what the progress is going on. And then I originally from South Korea. So metaverse, I'm not sure whether you heard about the news, the metaverse was really, really boom. Because uh, nearly everyone know about the terminology of metaverse, maybe not the exact terminology, but they know about the metaverse in all South Koreans in last year there's a lot of media to focus on. And from the time actually that I started uh, my webinar series one years ago, and then I'm looking at the what the trend. And then initially I initiate uh, my webinar, actually the, not many people are interested in, especially in the Western part, US and European countries, uh, even the expert. And then, and then getting more and more and more attention. And then a lot of people are joining now, in, there, there are a lot of the people. I think that the, nearly all IT and like a digital like a technology related professionals mention about the metaverse. It's a big difference, and I'm not uh, definitely say that is uh, the way. Is a metaverse is moving from the like a specific region and specific control like a Meta or the Microsoft to the all of the industry. So that's I. I have it. And then also another thing is uh, the metaverse actually the re-build, like, re uh, revived the uh, like interest in blockchain and Web3 and digital You may know about the, the blockchain and a lot of the boom, starting from the Bitcoin and the ICO, you may have heard about it, I was involved uh, like in, in that area actively, I also developed a lot of the coins, the wallet and the blockchain technology. but. The, it's it's something that, that there's a fluctuation and then it, it, its attention is uh, fade out and then suddenly now it's a Web three. You know that uh, I had a, a talk with someone an expert in, in in the blockchain space. Actually, the there was like IC or something and then is a is all the prices down and then they they hesitate to talk about his expertise in in like a cryptocurrencies and Web three now. They boasting that oh I I was original member of the Web three you know that I'm walking in this field right it's a big difference so this kind of difference can be happened by this metaverse so this is a really, really fantastic event and then I sort of like uh, will be I, I'm expecting that the metaverse will be like uh, I think that the everyday life will be changes in the future so the 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 today's topic like a, a lending. Of the like uh, selling the land or the transaction of the land with the uh, everyday life you, you have in like in the real life, real estate, like uh, sales or the, the transactions will happen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for your perspective, Alex. Uh, may I come to you, Nova? I think e commerce is going to dovetail nicely in the metaverse realm, right? Uh, that's how you will monetize and that's how people will, brands will, you know, begin to. Uh, Uh, Get some returns. So, what is your take on how e commerce has a role in the metaverse? Nova, over to you.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an exciting time for e commerce. I'm still one of those individuals that prefer to shop in person um, than online. And a lot of it is just due to the experience, the lack of experience that you get when you are shopping online. And the scrolling and clicking, I mean, we've been doing that for how many decades now? And so just to see the innovation of these three-dimensional experiences and bringing in, you know, technology that exists already. When you think of touring a home, there's some incredible video tours that exist right now, uh, you know, in the real estate space, in the architectural space, interior design space. And so now you can bring that into the e-commerce space and have that live in the metaverse where you are walking through this three-dimensional store and you're looking all around you and you're being greeted with a concierge. And what's so great about the uh, e-commerce, the new way that we're gonna do e-commerce is that you can create digital twins of your product or you can create exclusive experiences that don't exist and would never exist in the physical space. So now you have the opportunity of, of creating new revenue streams as a brand and that's just attached to the products but now think about experiences think about how american express had brought in this american express black card with rewards and incentives and now you tie that into the e-commerce and the digital commerce of the metaverse where you can purchase a re- access to rewards and experiences as part of your e-commerce experience and so to be able to finally have community around shopping online which you have in the real world, to meet up with your girlfriend, to, you know, again, we know a lot of times shopping is more of a psychological, um, therapeutic effect, right? So now you can bring that component into the metaverse where instead of trying to share screens to figure out what you should buy, your girlfriend, you and your girlfriend can walk into a store together and experience that shopping experience together. And then let's also talk about sustainability and how that's going to affect sustainability where you can judge the demand of a product. You can do trend forecasting on products and it could be anything. It can be consumables. It could be fashion. It could be real estate. It could be architectural designs. You can see what your consumer wants ahead of time. So you're not being wasteful in the materials or the energy that you're using to create something that the consumer doesn't want. So I feel from experiences to additional revenue streams, to community engagement and building, to also sustainability, this is an opportunity for us to impact all of those areas with e-commerce in the metaverse.
0: Absolutely, very nicely put. And um, I'm a big believer that metaverse is going to help overall sustainability of the planet if you look at the larger picture. And you will all agree in the room that a lot of the brands have almost 50% of unsold inventory every season which they either liquidate or even worse, it goes to the landfills. But now with the metaverse and the digital first approach, brands will first create you know, the digital versions and you and I, the consumers, will choose what we want to wear. So we don't necessarily have to wear what the brands dish out to us, but we will henceforth have the ability to decide what we would like and then perhaps they would manufacture and so less wastage and better for the planet. Let me move on to Akina and Akina, please put some sense into this conversation in terms of I invest in virtual real estate. What do I get as proof of ownership? Where and you know, where is it valid? Which court of law do I go to if I'm in trouble? Guide us through the regulations around this space, please.
5: So I I know a lot of people are not going to like me for saying this, but uh, the metaverse that we all envision or painting or wish that we have doesn't exist as of today. Okay, you will be investing in technologies that are glitchy, you try to log on and no one exists when you go there, you're by yourself, you know, it's not what you see a bunch of people hanging out, it doesn't exist. And um, when you're buying real estate in the metaverse world, you have to with you have to do it with a certain mentality. And this is the mentality, whether you are a small investor buying your own little apartment or you are a business buying a big piece of land, trying to build a lounge that no one's going to show up because you're a big bank or you're a real estate developer trying to build a mall, which you don't know who's going to fill up your space. It's number one. It's for marketing. So you spend $2 million U.S. million on it. You get all the PR in the world. Wow, you're cool. You're hip. You're in the Central Land sandbox. Great. Be happy. Second thing. Treat it as if it's R&D for you to understand where the technology is, how to play in it, what talents you do not have to make this the way you want it to exist. What it needs to be before you invest again is a very critical. And I'm telling you from a perspective, from an investment perspective of a user. I'm a gamer. I know I don't look like it, but I play at least two, three hours a day on a, on a game. So, and I have a, a community and all that stuff. I don't look that cool, but I am pretty cool. So, and uh, it's, if you treat it as a way of like, you know, I have a friend who bought a piece of land in, in a new startup called Mad World's not out yet. And she, she you know, like it's a co- it cost a couple of ETH, I believe she has a perfect mentality. She said, I don't know how to build this apartment. I'm going to give it to my young teenager daughter and let him build and let her build it. It's going to be her apartment. So for her, it's, for, it's more R&D for her daughter to play and to, to, to learn about a, a new tech and a new world that she's going to be grown up in in the future when she graduate. She would know exactly what a metaverse is and she know how to build an apartment, how to buy things and trade things and stuff like that. Great parent mentality. I love that attitude. I have people who bought it and think that it's going to go up and they're going to make lots of money. I'll go, oh, well, think again. Not with the current crypto world crashing down on you like this. And the cycle is going to be like that. So if you're going to make an investment in a virtual world, think very differently. It's not what you have in real life.
0: Great. Great tips. What's up? You are yeah. the legal finance guy in the room. Enlighten us. Where is Metaverse going in terms of investing in it? Where are the returns? What's your take?
6: Yeah. So, I, I I, mean, I I appreciate Akina's like sharing, and I, I do feel that I have a few points of differentiation. Um, uh, one is that, uh, you know, there are already most lands on Sandbox and decentralized land are already sold. So, there's already a market in terms of holders. Um, I think the bigger question now comes in terms of how is the demand cycle coming up, right? Now, demand generally goes with use cases, uh, which is what the question I think you mentioned. So other than e-commerce, which I think is the low hanging fruit, right? Um, there are other use cases such as advertising, brand promotions. Um, you know, we know about Dubai, like I know you're based in Dubai. The Mac has invested a hundred million dollars in, in, in a virtual, in building a virtual city. And I think from what I've understood, they're essentially giving their users of the apartment that they're building an NFT experience in their metaverse. Nike has its own metaverse. The bigger challenge in my view right now is interoperability of metaverses. So that if I have, let's say, a Nike shoe in the Nikeverse, I should be able to wear it in Roblox or Minecraft. I think once we reach there, there'll be a more immersive real-time experience. Having said that, um, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar. There's a recent company in the US called Parcel. Uh, they've just raised $4 million, including from Fifth Wall. Fifth Wall is one of the prominent web2 uh, U.S. prop tech VCs, um, and what Parcel has really done is created an Amazon for virtual lands. Uh, so if you go to Parcel today, there are six metaverses that they have listed 51,000 parcels of land in, and you can actually buy whichever parcel you like. Now, why are they doing this? They're doing this because there is a demand. People just need to know how to buy these lands. With ricasa with what we're building, we're basically enabling you to be able to purchase a piece of the property without necessarily having to study it, researching it, you can actually buy the NFTs at a Rikasa level. And then we enable you to get into the metaverse, right? So we're like an ETF for the metaverse or a mutual fund. Like, why is it that people go to a mutual fund? Because they feel they haven't got the latitude and the alacrity to study what the underlying conditions are. Uh, But, you know, to segue from what sort of Akina said, I feel uh, yes, there is nascency in terms of, uh, lands and use cases, but that's why there's an opportunity here because when, when the, when the metaverses will become saturated and prices will start going up, then again, the demand cycle will increase and flipping will start now in most NFT projects, which are successful. They are based on community, the, the real community will be based on the NFTs that constitute these metaverses. If you really look at it, what is the metaverse? If you look at it from a digital real estate perspective, it's NFT, which goes in your wallet, right? It's no different from an art NFT. The difference is that if you have a sizable metaverse land, you can have a developer build something on it and bring their users to that. So some of the other use cases we can talk about are museums, our fashion shows. We all know this has already happened. Uh, music concerts, you know, stadiums are being built. Um, the, the bigger, the bigger opportunity will come when you can orchestrate the use case. Um, and I'm going to give you a real life example in terms of how in the real world, you know, valuation of land happens, right? Since you mentioned Charlotte, from a finance perspective. Now, typically real estate holders and builders have a lot of contiguous land, large parcels, which are Pretty much undeveloped for a large amount of time because they figure it out, so they hold on to that asset and then they work with zonal authorities and they try and get use cases around it, like a flyover, like a mall, like a shopping district, like a residential building, like a condo, and then the value of that land keeps going up. Now that's what happened with Snoopers, when Snoop Dogg bought land, the land around it got sold for four fifty thousand dollars. So the the real play here will be: can you orchestrate the use case? and which projects can you build on your metaverses that can actually enable monetization. So with Rikasa, that's what we're focusing on. We're talking daily to about 50 plus projects, understanding what they're trying to do, seeing if there's monetization, and then acquiring them. So we are actually like a fund for real estate in the metaverse, and that's what we're raising capital for. I'm very happy to connect with people if they understand the vision and thesis of what we're building. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Uh, in the real world, when you're buying property, they say three things are important. One is location, two is location, and three is location. Does that apply in the virtual world? Who would like to answer that? Akina.
5: So if you, at, if you ask uh, Anamoka Brand, uh, Yetsu, who, who invests in Sandbox and Decentraland, that's the concept. They're selling you, right? That, you know, it's like Manhattan. I remember the exact example. You want to be in Manhattan and not outskirt of Manhattan. So you want to buy next to like, you know, the famous, you know, like singer or artist or company and stuff like that. But then at the other flip side, this is technology. The metaverse is supposed to be, i like to explain it, it's for us to explore and to disrupt reality. That's what the metaverse is supposed to be. Why the hell are we still following the reality of restricted land and, and, and centralized place where you, you know, like only a four block square meter is worth hundreds of million and everybody else is worth like 10 bucks? Why? This is technology. We can do whatever you want, we can build whatever you want, look whatever you want. And then there's one thing I do not get about the metaverse that really pisses me off. You know, like when you walk in the sandbox or the central land, you have to walk in, uh, in, in the hallway to get from one place to another. That's the most boring part of life. Why do we have to walk the damn hallway where there's nothing and nobody to get to one big gallery of arts to another? Skip it. I can zoom and fly. Oops, I'm in a big room to another room. So like, can we build without the formation and ideas of real real estate? That's what metaverse is supposed to be. Should be fun, should be different, should be interactive and take away all the, and sexy, time-wasting stuff about life. That's how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong, Well, but I know. And that's an
0: interesting perspective. And now I want to shift a little and talk about inclusivity in the metaverse. Metaverse is supposed to promote inclusivity. Alex, what are you hearing about inclusivity in your part of the world, especially in the United States? You're on mute, Alex.
3: Alex,
5: we
3: cannot hear you. Alex, unmute you. Uh, sorry about that, okay. So what you mentioned about inclusive is the topic of the like responsible and sustainable metaverse development. It is a, it's a, it's a global initiative, actually the World Economic Forum recently uh, started their initiative, like uh, how the metaverse development should be inclusive, like uh, diversity, all kind of like uh, inclusive and then responsible and then ethnic security and every aspect we should consider and also meta also uh, like allocate a lot of money to research for that i uh, was a part of the the research and then and then and, and then you mentioned about the inclusive means that uh, how actually the you can for example the for our topic is the botcher uh, land and the one question actually that i i talked with the meta research team was that whether that you want to buy some land in in the metaverse and then by some reason because uh, everybody talk about metaverse value is coming from the community right and then the community members uh maybe they are like uh, for example they don't want to include the you Right, because of the you're some sex or you're you're like ethnic reason or the, you're poor, whatever reason, then then how you can actually the control the situation, how you can make build up that one? that that'll be very, very important topic. We should think about it. So so now the like uh, people are think about how how actually the make that that's why that we are talking about open metaverse, like completely like a doubt type. So no governance body, but even that situation, that actually that we cannot be completely our type. So we should think about uh, whether whether that uh, we should uh, like uh, who actually uh, decided to to let you buy some rent and let you uh, include in your, your in in the metaverse rent space. Uh, so that's one maybe future. But we start now because, uh, because we are building a new world. Because metaverse is, uh, uh, my definition is world, right? It's, uh, so It's the world we are living there, right? Inside. So, so it is a very, very important topic. And then I mentioned that the, in the research that, the, for example, you know, in, in the United States, I have lived a lot of the world, uh, South Korea and Europe, and, and mostly in the United States, and then I, I uh, mostly I like USA is the USA is not perfect, but the, the I think that the one thing that I like is the founding fathers of the US is they started a very very like a democratic system, It's much like a more like a liberative system to to, to build a community. So so that's why that the, we are starting now the metaverse, but we need to think about developing a new world. So so. Fundamental the building block is very important. And one thing is the metaverse should be no uh, like differentiation, no discrimination, and that kind of stuff that we call like a responsible and sustainable metaverse development. We need to design it and start it from the start. That's, that's why we need to think about
0: it. Yeah, I'm going to now uh, take this conversation a little bit uh, into the gender gap uh, discussion. I recently had a webinar on this subject And one of the outcomes was that the disparity uh, is is too much between, you know, men and women in in the metaverse in terms of technologies and then taking leadership positions. And there's an IMF uh, study, which is rather disturbing. It says at the current rate at which women are coming at par with men in the metaverse, at that rate, it will take 267 years for women to catch up. That is totally unacceptable. Akina Ho, you are ambassador of all-stars women community. What yes. are you doing, you know, in your day-to-day life <laughs> to change all this and make a difference?
5: Wow. this. Thank you for asking that question because I really wanted to talk about this. Um, I was Actually, I was changed. My life changed because of you, the first... Metaverse webinar I joined. And then I met Layla, which is the founder of All Star, uh, NFT Club and, and DAO. And then uh, she's only 19 years old. Her goal was to build a community to support men and men who supports women and to be in the Web3 space. The 19 years old, I was still partying at 19. So imagine my shock now, like, oh my God, I'm like totally not accomplished at all compared to this young lady. So I wanted to make it up And then so said, I want to contribute and help as many women and men to be in the Web3 space. So I have been working overtime at night because I'm in Hong Kong time. So it's 9.30 p.m. So after I get off work, I work out of passion love for All-Star Women to recruit an ambassador and built something we call, I call it the head of um, business consultancy for our our, our members. Because I noticed because I'm in consultant, I'm in digital transformation innovation in the Web2 space. So when the startups, I'm in the Silicon Valley, building a unicorn, you know, and I worked for conglomerates before. So I know what it takes to build a startup and how to formulate investment deck because I'm also in the investment community for Great Eagle. And I'm in the hackathons. I know Fifth World really well because they came to ask us a couple of years ago to fund them. Um, so we're trying to bridge the gap. And a lot of uh, women are not in the space. So I'm really happy that in this panel, we have a pretty much 50-50 kind of, because I think you did that strategically, right, Sharad? So Actually, may,
0: can I can I just come in? Lela was supposed to be on this panel, but she's right now on a plane from France to Dubai So yeah. So she excused herself, but there would have been more women intentionally on my panel <laughs> today. I just want to uh, bring that in. Yeah,
5: so I'm, you know, like, it's it's I and the more I talk to men and women, um, they 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 feel like Web three is more accepting, more welcoming, and more forgiving that they don't know the stuff because we're all learning and this is also the beginning, right? And I'm learning through interacting with everybody and talking to Nova about story building, and in, that that changes me talking to Alex. The way the mindsets of investors are very different. You know, like a lot of people find me very uh, cutthroat in what I say, you know, but I'm trying to be polite as much as possible. <laughs> but, um, but I hope my personality shows that I'm very passionate about this. And then I want more people to be um, supportive, encouraging, and then um, be for more forgiving because we don't know a lot of stuff. So like I recently post something on the, uh LinkedIn yesterday about like crypto kitties not being NFTs. And then this guy named Scott started telling me I was wrong. And through the process, well, I'm not totally wrong. I'm partially wrong. But I learned about mindset of from a technical person. He's a technical guy. So he developers and stuff like that. So from his perspective, it is following the technical protocol. But from my perspective, it's from a business aspect, because like CryptoKitty was launched before ERC 721 was launched, which was the first protocol for standardizing NFTs. So like technically I'm not wrong, and and technically he is right. So we're both right. So I just love that interaction. It's amazing that the different mindset. And then you know he you know he was so nice about educating me and everybody else on my thread about this basic concept about is CryptoKitty really an NFT or not. It
0: was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that conversation and it was very educative. And I think uh, a lot of interesting conversations are happening on LinkedIn, right, in our space. So uh, members of our audience, if you're not on LinkedIn, then uh, that's the place where I think the center of gravity is shifting. So uh, please join those conversations. I'll come to you, Vatsal, in just a minute. I'm uh, taking one audience question and that's from Annalisa. Uh, she's asking why are there so few women in this space and I'm going to have Caroline answer that because she's put a list of amazing women building in the metaverse. so please help us answer that question and then I'll come to you Watson.
2: Yeah, so I, I see it a lot on Twitter like where are all the women in web three and so I took it upon myself to start compiling just even a short list so I've added in the chat because we do exist and actually, but we tend to be within certain communities. So you see a lot of women in Web3 in the NFT space coming from an art, fashion, that kind of commercial background. And then there are fewer of us in DeFi, but we do exist and we're growing, which is amazing to see. And then you see it across everything. You see it from security, you see it, um, you know, the, if I look, I see that the CEO of Near Protocol, Marie, is a woman, you know, we're starting to see some incredibly senior women come through and I think that it's that whole thing of you know you can't be what you can't see but we are now starting to see some more visibility we're starting to see some kind of some of the crypto publications actually reporting on who these women are we're starting to see some big female VCs coming out like Catherine Han who came out of A16Z and so I think the profile is rising, But what I would say is if there are any women in the audience, the list I've put up of the great communities is a really, really good starting point. And from there you grow your network, and you start to realize that actually there are a ton of us, and we're building very, very cool things. And one thing I would say is the spirit of generosity amongst women and broader in web three is like nothing that I've come across since the very early days of tech. You know, like when I think back to kind of like the nineties, it has the same kind of energy and passion and generosity. So people should definitely get stuck in.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I'll go to Watson. He was, he had his hand up. Can can I give you one comment? Yeah, Alex, I'm coming to you after Watson. Yep.
6: Yeah, so, you know, Sharad, another way of looking at inclusivity is also financial inclusivity. Can everyone participate? Uh, Why one of the motivations for me to build Rikasa, um, and really there was no motivation to get into a space where I'm already doing very well in my partnership at my law firm, is to actually illustrate that you can enter the metaverse irrespective of how much money you have. Now, in the real world, if I ask someone to go buy a land, Uh, in in, in say New York, it's impossible. You can buy an apartment maybe. But if I tell you that, look, you can right now be a digital landlord, which five years later will appreciate significantly. One thing that people haven't talked about on this panel is in 2021, forget the recent crash. The crash has affected everything. NASDAQ, it's affected the stock markets. If you forget the crypto crash, right? See what's going on. The sandbox lands that were purchased appreciated some lands appreciated up to 700 X times. So it really depends which land you had, where you were sitting. Now, in terms of the user experience, the user experience will improve because with AR headsets becoming more modernized, you will have more ability to participate in the metaverse. And the other way that inclusivity is so important is because you can now protest in metaverse without identity. You, You can be anonymous with your digital twin and no one can attack you for having a view. So I see a lot of good use cases for the metaverse. Like you said, Sharad, from an environmental perspective as well, you don't have to burn things and, and, and throw stones. You can actually be peacefully protesting in the metaverse, that's another use case. In terms of financial inclusivity, if you have even like one or two ETH worth of, of cash, you can actually deploy that and buy NFTs, which I feel is, is far more inclusive than in the real world where you have landlords and you will no chance for you to become a real estate builder because you will never be able to afford that kind of land. So one of the real reasons for us to also push Ricasa is for that is to actually allow inclusivity so that even if you have a small ticket size, you don't need to acquire the whole land and take risk because we will create an asset portfolio for you, which will be revenue generating. So then even if you invest a thousand dollars, you can still make a return. And I think this, right. these are the kind of use cases we need to talk about.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm going to Alex for
0: one minute and then to Nova.
3: Yeah, it's just one comment because uh, look at our panelists. We are completely diversity and yeah, inclusive panels. So I like this kind of the event. I, actually I'm also a sustainability ESG professional and then I'm, I'm trying to host my webinar of this kind of type, try to be make like inclusive and diversity, but it's very difficult. I thank you for you, to your effort. (laughs) I'm not sure whether you deliberate doing that, but this is the one example. Deliberate, yes. Yes. Thank you,
0: Noah, it's yours, stage is yours.
4: Yeah, I just wanna touch on a few topics that was shared um, from our last few speakers and talking about sustainability and the metaverse. And I know there's probably individuals in the room that are interested in investing in the metaverse. And I love how Akina mentioned that we are at the very early stages. And something that you want to keep in mind is that a majority of what you see now and what exists now will not be here or (laughs) look anything like it looks today in about three years. And so when you're looking at projects, you absolutely want to look at what are the sustainable factors of those projects. People are curious and interested in the metaverse. So they'll come to a new world. They'll come to a new space because they're curious. The issue that builders are finding is, will they come back? Yeah. And when they are there, are they going to engage with each other? And so if you are coming into a space as an investor, think about that world and those builders, what are they, What are the factors that they're putting into place to want a user to come back? And how are they future-proofing their worlds or their assets? And if you are a builder or creator, that's something to keep in mind. How are you going to bring someone to come back? And how are you going to lay your roadmap where you're future-proofing your success and your relevance? In two to three years, because the space is moving and evolving so quickly. And I just also wanna touch on the issue of the gender gap. If the majority of builders know that it's this, you know, a lot of this technology has been around for a while, Um, it was initially, you know, gaining momentum through gaming. Now we're seeing digital art, and it's continuing to move into access, as Vastel said, in terms of digital access to real estate that you can't get in the real world. And so what we are, need to pay attention to is how is this going to, if, if the builders started with mainly men doing gaming applications, what's going to attract the women in the space? And can we, as creators, as builders, as investors, put in factors that will attract female builders, female creators, and, we, and there is still a financial resource gap. And so who's stepping up? in offering funds specifically for women and not just the funds because there's an educational gap as well and the education and the support for us as women. And we know All-Stars Women is one. Um, We know um, Angel Alliance is another. And so, but we need more men as well to create these resources, support, mentorship and financial support so more women can come in. Being interested is just the very first step, but then what's next?
0: Amazing take. Thank you, uh, Nova, for that. Akina, do you want to come in for a minute?
5: Yeah, I mean, thank you, for Nova, for saying that. That is so, uh, I, I know some of you guys might not like what she's saying or I'm saying, but we're actually telling you what's happening in the real world, right? Because I'm fundraising, and I'm, I, I, and then I'm, I'm also looking at a lot of tech. And there is not a lot of people want to invest in uh, female in, uh, 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 entrepreneur. That is the truth. Because if you look statistically, I heard from a lot of VCs, only four percent of all deals are women VCs. I mean, funded by you know VCs for women, right? Four percent. That's like nothing, right? So um, it's getting better now, uh, but still it's very low. And I think the the concept is because we think differently. Women do think differently from men in the terms of building a business, right? Um, so it, it's a, it's a little bit different. And we hope that, you know, women are, are, are stronger and then they're willing to step up. And then especially men support us. I mean, I do feel, uh, in, from my own experience, talking to some more established players in the market, they're not that friendly to me, you know. So, and I'm pretty uh, firecracker, right? So imagine if someone was more softer, sensible, you know, less experienced or like more timid than me. My God, they would be freaked out. So be kind to us, we, we, you know, we're, uh, you know, a little bit you know, soft too, you know, so, um, but uh, Nova's correct. It's not easy in the space and we want more. And I think a lot of, a lot of more women are coming out and thanks for the mm-hmm. likes of, you know, a star woman.
0: Absolutely. And uh, just a note to the audience, keep your, it's been a very active uh, chat window uh, today and we love that. If anybody wants to come on camera and ask a question, uh, this is your chance. You can send me a message on chat and I'm happy to uh, elevate you as a panelist. You can be on camera and ask. uh, You have to be a little bold though. So uh, yeah, uh, let me know if you want to be on camera, anybody from the audience. I'm going to go to Thomas. You've been a little quiet. What have been your takeaways thus far from what conversation we've had?
1: Yeah, thank you. I was listening all the time. Yes. So uh, just going back a few, few um, topics, what you mentioned about, uh, uh, it was mentioned e-commerce a lot and uh, a lot of people think it's that's, uh, that's what's going to be next big thing. I agree with that. But it's still much needs to be done for that. And I, I, I would suggest to starting from, if you talk about Web3s and the metaverse, uh, space we need I would call uh, M-commerce it's it's gonna be different it's uh, it's uh, it's a new way it's 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 gonna change a lot of things uh, different experience so I would call it uh, -commerce uh, uh, and uh, about M-commerce it's like I mentioned' it's still too early because for example if we take uh, the Central Land on Sandbox. There is a lot of uh, some shops going up, shops, art galleries, etc. But it's still early days. It's no footprint. It's very little, very little users. And and I believe those uh, virtual worlds, which is uh, which is already there or, or coming, the new ones. They still uh, making their way or roadmap. What they're gonna be. It's all. A lot of them start as a as a gaming, but um, I don't think they all of the all of them will be gaming because if you if you want to be financial or bank, uh, just it's gonna be different. And the last topic about the gap uh, difference, uh, gender difference. I don't know from my experience. I believe the the women are more taking this metaverse and Web trees. Uh, the man, from my connections, I see 70% in the space are women and uh, from my, my what I see and because the Web3 will be creative economy, uh, the women are more creative than we are, so you will be in charge
5: and it's, <laughs> it's
1: a good thing.
0: Yes, I think women are not only uh, joining in this whole movement called the metaverse, they are taking leadership positions. And uh, I can give you some very quick real-life examples. Like if you look at the participants list of today's webinar, there are more women in the room than men. And I'm sure about that. The other thing I can tell you is more women registered for this webinar today than men. I run a talk show called Meet the Premier. It's a weekly fireside chat, 70% women, 30% men. So clearly women are driving this uh, revolution in the metaverse. And I'm a big supporter of that. And and I love the work they're doing in this domain. So hashtag women empowerment. Caroline Hughes, uh, your last, let's just now uh, do some closing remarks because we are 52 minutes into the webinar. So I'll go around the room, give you two minutes uh, with your final takeaways and over to Caroline
2: yeah, I think my final takeaways are, if you're just getting started in this space, like, don't be afraid, right? Just, like start, to, like, start your little education process, and the best way to start is by actually spending time in the metaverses that exist right now, so you get a sense of where they're at in terms of development, in terms of what's there, in terms of what isn't there, right? I think, to a couple of the points of the panellists, quite often you'll go into one of these metaverses and you'll be like, okay, where is everybody? <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? Like, and you're trying to, and you're trying to figure out how do I even make my avatar move, right? And your avatar's bumping into like walls, and you can't, you're trying to get into a conference, and you can't get into a conference, and it's frustrating. And I think, I think what I would say to people is, you know, we are in such like early, early stages that we all have to have a lot of like grace and forgiveness for what's there, but also vision to see, okay, these are the people who have built the first version. Now, what can we envision for the next two, three, four, five versions of this? And how do we how do we actually make it the thing that we want it to be? <laughs> so get stuck in, but don't be afraid if you're one of the only three people in there at the time that you're in there.
0: You're absolutely right. I actually hosted an event in the metaverse, not on Zoom like we are doing it today, but it was in the metaverse. And it took 15 minutes for people to figure out what was going on, you know, how to navigate, how to get to the state, how to get to the NFT gallery that was created and how to get to the cocktail launch. So by that time, 60 minutes were over and we didn't make much progress. So to be fair to the metaverse, okay, let's put things in perspective. It took 25 years for the internet as we know it to reach where we are, right? 96 to today, we were on dial-up modems. We used to connect and disconnect, right? There was no content. It took forever to download. Fast forward to today, we watch movies on Netflix, on the internet. It took 25, 26 years to evolve. Metaverse just got started. So to be fair, it's work in progress. It's being built at the speed of thought. And we need to give it some time before we start getting too critical about whether it works or not. Ultimately, it's a no-brainer. Metaverse is the new internet. Whether you believe in it or not, it's an eventuality. And I think everybody on the panel agrees with that. Do you panelists agree with that? Yes. Right? And, and it's not the future, it's now. And the future is wow. Well. Future is not now, the future is wow. Well. So amazing things are happening. I'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs in the space. And they are all building some amazing business models, amazing in all industries and in all geographies. My calls start with San Francisco and end with Melbourne. I'm doing 16, 18 hour shifts and I mean it, right? Because it's so engaging and I'm passionate about it just like all of you and we are always on. One day I did not post on LinkedIn and I got messages on my WhatsApp. Sharad, are you feeling okay? (laughs) This is true, right? So we are all caught up in this and I think we are all on a trip and it's going to unfold as we go along and there is money to be had, but look at the bigger picture, look at it from a long-term perspective, right? And it's all going to fall in place. Uh, so uh, who should I go to now for your uh, final comments? Alex, uh, in one minute, please, if you can summarize your
3: takeaways. Oh yes, uh, uh, I st- I'd like to suggest um, one practical tip that uh, relate to this topic. Whenever you uh, think about investing in the, yeah, real estate in the metaverse, you think about the challenges and opportunity. And the challenging means that uh, as Laura said, like metaverse is based on <clears throat> technology. So technology has a limitation. So you need to, especially for the, the uh, real estate sale is based on NFT. So NFT is representing your value. So you need to think about what is the functionality of the NFT and what is the limitation of NFT? So basically that there is a, it's not technology is not, not complete. So whatever you represent is not actually the, you completely own your like real estate, whatever you get the NFT. So you need to know about it. And also you need to know about the, what exactly you have a have a right to with the, this kind of ownership. So this is not the ownership that you have in the physical real estate. So you need to know about it. And also you need to know about the obligation. So obligation means that the, they are under the regulation. For example, if you want to like a fractional ownership of the NFP, it will be under scrutiny of the like your regulator, like a secret law. So you need to know about it but uh, it will be a good opportunity because metaverse is a new world, and new world means a new experience. So new experience, new opportunity and new opportunity means make money, right? So uh, think about that the philosophy and then practical tips and then think about uh, you get the, your own yeah, metaverse realized today. That's my suggestion.
0: Thank you. Nova, uh, final comments for the audience, some, some tips or advice you would like to share?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I would say start with your interests and your areas of knowledge and look for those in the space that are speaking about those, sharing articles, sharing insights, and find people you trust to help guide you. And there are many layers of where you can get involved. If you are someone who loves something tangible, then look at purchasing NFTs for physical objects. You can buy an NFT to a house. You can buy fractional ownership of real estate like timeshares. And then you can move into the digital world. If you don't like buying and investing on your own, where you're like, oh, I'm gonna close my eyes and I hope I picked the right world. Then you have opportunities like REIT, as um, Vasa was showing, sharing, us, sharing with us earlier. But then you also have an opportunity to purchase space within a physical building as well. So, if you start with your interests, if you follow individuals that you trust, it's going to help you future proof your investment if you're thinking about investing. In the real world, as, as Sherrod had mentioned, this is the next iteration of the internet. And we use the internet as a tool to help us in the real world. The metaverse is just that next version, right? It's a tool to help us in the real world. It is the future of how we engage, socialize, how we will be entertained and how we do commerce. And so with that, allow that to guide you in this new paradigm, in this journey. And it is an absolute opportunity for us to put humans first in our building, in our creations. And if you wanna be an architect in the real world and you didn't have that opportunity, you can be an architect in the metaverse and build buildings that people can sell. So there's an array of opportunities for you to get involved. And I love bridging the gap. So please feel free to reach out to me at all. I'm on LinkedIn, Nova Lorraine, happy to answer any further questions after the panel. Yeah,
0: what's all one minute uh, closing remarks and then Akina will close this webinar. No,
6: thanks, Sarat. I was actually just answering some of the Q and A's that had come I think I answered all of them. Great. Uh, there, were people, there were people waiting for some answers. Uh, I do like to multitask. So I uh, look, look, I'll give you a few pointers here. And this is for just, not just for my company, but for anyone. Um, Number one, mobile phone penetration, smartphone penetration in the West is almost saturated. Tech companies launched the mobile phone not so that you could have a fancy device. They wanted to launch apps on it. It was always to get your attention. The new attention economy is getting diverted to the metaverse. It doesn't matter what we think. Apple, Amazon, Samsung, HTC, all the big brands are creating their own metaverses or buying lands in existing metaverses. So the idea is Yes, the metaverse is the frontier where most branding and advertising and user experience will happen. I do foresee a world where we will spend at least two or three hours a day in the virtual environment. um, And that's how this will sort of progress. And then eventually there could be use cases where if I purchase a digital clothing, right, because the digital clothing is actually higher priced than the physical clothing, I get the physical clothing free. I actually see that's where the world will go. And I'll tell you why. The reason NFTs, a Nike NFT shoe is more expensive than an actual Nike shoe is because of one simple factor, which is psychology of humanity. Exclusivity. Gone is the time when a, a Nike shoe was not available for everybody else or a Balenciaga or a Gucci wasn't. Which is why Gucci and Balenciaga owners are looking so seriously because they realize that the new guys who want to buy these goods want the NFT of it because it's, 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 it's exclusive and it's recorded in your name. And I think that is what is going to drive community. So my suggestion is for anyone trying to build a company, build a real community. And Mm -hmm. at Rikasa, that's what our plan is. Once we close our 2 million round, I will personally be on a six month global roadshow. I hope to meet all of you guys because I will be building a real community, like a cult around me, my own friends who will believe in this vision who will believe in financial inclusion, who will believe in being a participant or a stakeholder in the metaverse before it becomes out of your reach, just like every technology does. Every technology
0: gets out of your reach if you don't get get in early. And this is our chance. Yeah, audience, be leaders, not followers. Akina, help us close this webinar,
5: please. Uh, I just wanted to remind us one thing when we create or invest in or develop something, do not be restricted with what we know. If you guys go back to the um, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox, there's a scene that he he thought that 10 years, 20 years later, fax machine will be able to fax anywhere in the world in the mailbox and you pick your fax up. That's what they think technology will evolve to in 20 years at that time. But where's fax machine now? I bet you a lot of us who are here don't even know what a fax machine is. So Think of things that doesn't exist for you to develop something amazing in this space. Don't be restricted by reality. Please do not. That's it.
0: Absolutely. Amazing. On that note, I want to thank our audience who who have invested their 16 minutes with us. Thank you, audience. I want to express my gratitude to you. Uh, Panelists, you've been wonderful. You are the stars of our show. What else can I say? Love you. And finally, um, just on a housekeeping note, the recording and a podcast of this webinar will be available tomorrow at onlywebinars.com. I do request our audience uh, to keep checking into our website uh, for new webinars. Uh, We have, I think, three or four already in the pipeline later uh, this month and early July. We are discussing demystifying Web3 Next which is you know, another topic uh, on its own. So stay tuned, uh, stay safe, be good. And thank you for attending this webinar. All the best and uh, see you on the other side. Bye for now.
4: Bye, everybody. Thank you, thank thank you. Bye.
5: bye. Thank you, bye. Bye. bye.